First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Tonight on Thursday Night Football After Buzz TV After Show, AFC North matchup Baltimore Ravens, and can the Cleveland Browns finally win a game? Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz. Begin. Good morning, Baltimore. Good morning, Baltimore. You are waking up being in first place in the AFC North, which was not at all expected at this point in the season. <laughs> but we're going to break it down live on AfterBuzz TV and the AfterBuzz TV YouTube page, iTunes, SoundCloud. You're liking, subscribing, telling your friends about the wonderful world of AfterBuzz. What's up, everybody? I am Josh Tariff. Michael Rippey is off this week. He is in Seattle spending his DraftKings winnings that he keeps beating me with. Uh, but, but the ladies are here with me this week. First off, it's Jill Monroe. Hello. You can find me at Stiletto Jill, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all that fun stuff. Hey, guys. I'm JJ Jurgens. You can follow me at JJ Jurgens on Twitter and at my blog, TomGirl.tv. What's up, guys? So, yeah, we had AFC North battle tonight. Baltimore Ravens a word. Mm-hmm. Battle is a word. <laughs> Should we? Was it a game? Yeah. Um, it was a matchup. <laughs> that, there you go. Yeah, I wouldn't even say a game, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so recapping Thursday night football: Baltimore Ravens victorious at home over the Cleveland Browns, twenty-eight to seven. And we've been having this little trend the last several weeks on this show of games. Even if they were within like ten points or so, it didn't feel that way at all. And especially the second half of this game, because Browns were leading for a while in this game. Um, early third quarter, they were just down six. Mm-hmm. Very much a game. And Joe Flacco just took over. Yeah, he's like enough. All right, time <laughs> enough. to time to go to business. Well, that's what I find really interesting with Joe Flacco, because like. When he when he turns it on, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But he rarely turns it on. Like t- well, tonight he had 296 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and up until like halfway through the third quarter, didn't really have a whole yeah. lot going for him, mm-hmm. and then just exploded from there. Do we think it's because maybe um, the Ravens were one of the first earlier teams to really take on this defense first stance? Um, over the past couple, well, not a couple of years. I guess it's been about a decade. But that's really been sort of their statement. And maybe because they have so many moving parts and they're not very good, you know, maybe he's not simpatico with his targets. 
Well, I mean, well, they were they were going with the Pittsburgh Steeler mentality, who were also always like defense first, and then they would try to really run the ball, and eventually they developed to the pass happy game with Roethlisberger, and Baltimore then tried to compete Emulate, with that with Flacco. Yeah. I mean, got him a Super Bowl. It did. But, but it's a different locker but, room now, and oh. Terrell Suggs is your emotional leader. Yeah, there's no more Ray Lewis, there's no more Ed Reed, and it's just like, all right, who's going to take over? Mm-hmm. Terrell Suggs obviously on the defensive side, but really, I guess you can kind of say Flacco was on the offensive side, but he's not really the leader that you would expect out of a quarterback. If anything, it's probably Steve Smith, true the mm-hmm. the old the old gentleman. I love that. That was, that was one thing I liked about tonight too, seeing him get a little, you know, yeah, fired up about. Yeah, Steve Smith is always fired up. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, uh, you know, his personality. I mean, obviously, he hasn't been the same. Well, he has personality wise, but the same Steve Smith as he was with the Panthers. Yes, but obviously, his contributions and his sort of leadership on the field, to your point, um, probably helps them. Although we don't know how far they are number one. Yeah, let, let, let's look at that. At the moment, now, <laughs> they've they've played nine games. Their first game this week. Baltimore is currently 5-4. and four. The Pittsburgh Steelers, now granted, Roethlisberger was hurt for a few weeks. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. They are 4-4. Four and four. He hurt them last weekend, too. I feel like he well, came when, back a little when, too soon. Yeah, and when, and when Baltimore beat them last week, that was huge. Yeah. And then the Cincinnati Bengals, really the team that everyone thought was going to just run away with this division at the beginning of the season, they are 3-4-1. and one. That tie is going to destroy yeah. them. It really is. It really is. No more ties and, in the NFL. And, and when you look at you know those teams' particular matchups this weekend, you got, um, who do you got? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Here, so Pittsburgh plays Dallas. Which obviously Dallas is the best team in the NFC right now, and and then you also have maybe uh, Cincinnati Monday night at the New York Giants, mm-hmm. who are definitely a good team. That's going to be a good game. If both of those teams lose, then Baltimore has almost like a little a little stranglehold on this division, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I, you know. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, you look at sort of, so if they would make it, what, to the wild, fourth seed. Right. If we if the playoffs started today, the Ravens would be the fourth seed facing off against the Chiefs. 
Then that'd be a good game. Mm-hmm. That'd be an interesting match. I, I would expect. I haven't watched the Chiefs this season. I've been very vocal about it. I just haven't been interested. But they've been quietly putting up numbers and handling business. But I, I feel like the Ravens are one of those teams that somehow, some way, they always find a way to get themselves in the mix or in the conversation. But it's not going to go very far. It's just the, it's the it's of it's because they've always had, like you said, a consistent defense, and they have a consistent coach. Yeah. John Harbaugh is a very underrated coach. And it's crazy to say underrated when you have a Super Bowl ring. Do you think it's his style? Because he's, you know, unlike his brother, he's a little more reserved, a little, you know, just straightforward, kind of more focused on... It it depends on the personnel. I mean, to some teams, I mean, take Bill Belichick. He's not one who seems to go crazy. But the Patriots respond well to him. They absolutely do. Um, and and Harbaugh is kind of like that with with the Baltimore Ravens. And again, we we brought up Flacco tonight. Their running game that's been their biggest weakness has been their running game, which has not been good at all. Saw nothing great today, but they were able to produce yards again down the field. Terrence West had sixty five rushing yards. Dixon with thirty eight rushing yards. Again, these numbers aren't anything outstanding, but it was something for to help them with time of possession, keep the clock moving, get them the first downs, which is something that we haven't seen much out of Baltimore this season. Um, <laughs> good luck, Ravens fans. I, I just, I mean, I just feel like this division is just kind of womp. Not interested in it. It's. It, it's not where the sexy is. I know that. Um, well, well, this division, I, this division, everyone was thinking. First off, Pittsburgh was one of the favorites to go all the way at the beginning of the season, and Cincinnati was, like I said, predicted to win the division. So they're thinking, oh, probably both of those teams are going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like if the season ends today, Baltimore is the only one in right. this division that makes the playoffs. That's pretty sad. I don't this this entire NFL season as a whole has been really interesting where the strengths are coming from. Mm-hmm. Not sure normal places. The Broncos are looking positively ordinary, for example. Yeah. They got beat by the Raiders this weekend. So um I just feel like as a whole, it's time for a new champion. I I know mm-hmm. I have no proof on this because I said it before the season started, before we were on air, but I was telling friends that Denver was not making the playoffs this year. Ooh, mm. you don't even wow. think they're going to make the playoffs. Because I think both Oakland and Kansas City will end up being better than them. Wow, bold uh, predictions but, here. But, I mean, but Denver, honestly, this season has been better than I thought they would with Simi at quarterback. So, yeah, this was something I said before the season. I also said, yeah, Pittsburgh's going to make the Super Bowl, and they're not in the playoffs right now. So, <laughs> I don't know what to think of that. But... Speaking of not in the playoffs, the Cleveland Browns, they're... 0-10? Yeah. They, they have yet to win a game Do you think season. they're going to win a game this season? I thought they were going to win one a couple weeks ago. Uh, um, what is, do you know the rest of their schedule? Um, or can I, you look it up? I will pull it up. Because there are a couple games I thought, okay, this is going to be one they're going to win. And this is the game didn't. I actually thought that they would win. This was kind of, and Mike had mentioned this, what could be their trap game. That division isn't very good. I know it was a rival matchup, but um, clearly didn't happen that way for them. I think that there's a good possibility as... Um, I mean, they could they could legit go 0-16 at this point because so I know they have a few games against some very tough opponents left. 
What did you think about their? I mean, they were saying about all the quarterbacks they've gone through, you know, this year. What did you think about the change in this, this game? This was going to be the big thing that right. I wanted to talk about tonight. So Cody Kessler, their rookie, mm-hmm. he's not great, but he's not a bad quarterback by any means. They're certainly worse in the NFL than Cody Kessler, and he was eleven out of eighteen, ninety-one yards and a touchdown. Was playing all right. They had a bad series to start the second half. They're still only down six points, Mm -hmm. and they pull him for Josh McCown, 900-year-old Josh McCown, (laughs) who goes 6 of 13, 59 yards, two interceptions, and a fumble. And that's where Baltimore got all their points. Yeah, I thought it was a poor call, too. Like I I didn't understand it, and I didn't didn't think that was the time to do it yet. And and, um, Hugh Jackson said after the game, because obviously that was the main question everyone was asking, why did you pull Cody Kessler? Was he hurt? And it was like, no, it wasn't her. It was just my decision because he felt that McCown would be able to speed up the offense more, which is odd because Kessler's (laughs) faster than McCown. And it's just like when you're 0-9, now 0-10, you're playing for the future. They're not winning a game this season. Well, right now, what? <laughs> Schedule's off, not looking good, huh? Name off their final six games. So their final games are they face the Steelers. Lost. On the 20th. Then the Giants on the 27th. Lost. They have a bye week. Okay. Come back and they face Cincinnati. Lost. Then they face Buffalo. It depends what Buffalo we see, really. True, indeed. But, yeah. Um, then they face... Um, face off against the Chargers. That's a game that could be winnable depending upon the night. Chargers but... have been looking good the last few weeks. Exactly. Yeah, so... I'm gonna stay with my Chargers on that one. <laughs> and then on New Year's Day to welcome in the new year, they play the Steelers once again. I mm. they might honestly they might pull off that Buffalo game, but that's really it to me. You think the Buffalo game? Maybe is that's that's the only one that I see there that they have a legit chance. Or or if Pittsburgh is completely out of the playoffs. And they're just resting guys, Everybody. and people are hurt, so like don't even play the last. Maybe they can win that last game of the year. Zero yeah. and sixteen, but but yeah. So Hugh Jackson says that, and you want to build a team, you want to build confidence in the team. Cody Kessler most likely is not going to be your starting quarterback at the beginning of the next season, but you signed him for a reason. You got to get him the reps for a reason. Josh McCown is not going to remain on this team. And he wasn't playing badly. Yeah. It's one thing if he got hurt or he couldn't seem to guide mm-hmm. the offense, was causing some turnovers. 91 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's not bad by any means. And yeah. and he goes sits. And I was listening um, to Fox Sports Radio on the way to the studio. And they were saying, like, this is the type of stuff that gets a coach fired. Mm-hmm. And to me personally, I don't see Hugh Jackson getting fired this year. Even if they end 0-16, I think he still keeps his job. Because he has 14 rookies this year. And they have 11 draft picks next year. Wow. They are, they are the youngest team in the NFL by quite a bit. They're going to develop. Well, at least some of them are going to develop. It's just a matter of making the right decisions, and this was a terrible decision by Hugh Jackson. Even, I mean, say Cody Kessler threw one of the interceptions. You still lose the game. Okay, that's better than Josh McCown's three turnovers in like six minutes. I mean, when 
when McCown came in, Baltimore's just like, we are blitzing the hell out of him. It was just, mm-hmm. it, it was really a sad situation. Uh, you just, I always go to when something like that happens, unexplainable. And really, to your point, what was McCown going to do? Why are you put, did something happen? Are you disagreeing on something? Do you think it's bad for um, his psyche for him being out there? Just, I know he said he made the call and just speeding up the game. Speeding up the game for what? And, and then if you notice if it's not working, why not go back? Like why? Why right. they said they like they're like he looks like he's done for the game. But why was that not an option to be like and, okay maybe that and was the, a and, choice? And this is a type of thing where this is a really great experience for a young rookie quarterback. You're in the national spotlight. You're the only game tonight. You're losing division rival. How can you respond to it? Maybe you might respond well. You might not. But it's going to be a learning experience. And he didn't give him that opportunity. So that's why I feel like it. Was something else going on? Did he not like his attitude? Did he feel like his approach on the field? Just, it, it was an odd situation. I mean, I guess coaches know best, but. Yeah, and so, I mean, <laughs> sure, sure they do. Yeah, they'll uh, look afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's one of those things. Also, to me, the Browns' best player is Isaiah Crowell. Um, I think he's one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL, but Baltimore completely shut him down today with only, he only had 23 rushing yards. But this guy has been. Really, other than some nice Terrell Pryor highlights here and there, he's been the most common highlight reel for the Browns this year. And Baltimore completely shut him down. And then when they pulled the lead, they knew they had to throw the ball, and that's when they started attacking McCown. What do you think mm-hmm. about Terrell Pryor and his changeover, you know, reinventing himself, basically? I think it's tremendous. It. Terrell Pryor, I don't know if he qualifies for comeback player of the year. Hmm. But the fact that he was drafted as a quarterback, didn't succeed there, got cut, trying to find a home, came back home in a way because he went to Ohio State, came back to Cleveland, as a wide transitioned receiver. to yeah. being a wide receiver, and a, and a good one with a bad quarterback in Josh mm-hmm. McCown. I mean, I'm, I'm really, really impressed well, they're saying that's what gives him the strength, too, as the wide receiver, being the quarterback before, because he understands you know, so much about sure. the, the game and the routes, the routes and everything he needs to be doing. So this, that's giving him an edge as well. But, yeah. I mean, he, if he was on like a team with a good quarterback or a good offensive line, like you, you throw him, put him in Baltimore with Flacco. I mean, I'm not, you know, he's a better quarterback than mm-hmm. what the Browns have. All of a sudden, you know, he he's going to be catching lots of lots of passes. Even even a mediocre team like Miami with Tannenhill, you know, who, who's got an arm, right? It's he just, can make things develop with that. It's interesting to me that one he was given the opportunity because how many players are really allowed to change a position, especially going for something, you know, going from a QB position to something like a wide receiver where... Well, how how many, like, running backs or quarterbacks have we seen that were running backs, quarterbacks in college get drafted, and they're like, oh, no, you're not going to play that, but you can try to make it for this position, and then they just fade away because they're too stubborn, they don't want to do it, um, or like, no, I'm going to get a job in this position, and they don't. Uh, Tim Tebow, anybody? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he accepted it, and he's like, okay, if this is the only way I can be in the NFL... Did I better get good at this quick? And he has, and I commend him for it. Really effective. And I mm-hmm. wish there were more players with the mindset that Terrell Pryor has. 
Because I totally, I didn't expect you to see him back in the league. And you did expect to see him back in the league. You definitely didn't expect to see him. I mean, granted, we understand that the Browns are winning. But he's been one of their, you know, few bright spots. Can you imagine if he stayed in Oakland as a receiver? Right. With what they're Mm -hmm. doing right now? Yeah. Yeah, it'd have been fun. Yeah, it'd have been a lot of fun. So, so Browns. Oh, and I mean, 16. Well, well, now, well, then the question really is because they're saying, you know, this next year's draft class doesn't have a whole lot of quarterbacks in it. Um, actually, that's I'm, I meant to try to look something up, and I'll try to look it up really quick. I want to look up, you know, key NFL free agents because let me put it this way your own 16, you're going to have the top draft pick. You've got 11 draft picks this draft. You can make some things if happen. You, if you were. If you were general man, if you were Hugh Jackson, if you were the general manager of the Browns, how would you convince a free agent to come to Cleveland right now? I think you go tier two. Even you may want tier one. Um, I'm not sure what their salary cap situation is, but I think you go tier two with an opportunity to play and expand your game and to raise your level up. You go with someone that's hungry to sort of. Um, get in there and mix it up and make a name for themselves. Maybe someone making a resurgence or um, someone like Terrell Pryor who, you know, bottomed out with one team, you know, couldn't make the transition over and now needs a fresh start somewhere. So definitely kind of, yeah, definitely the type that have the heart and that just, yeah, just really want to make something and and work together as a team to like turn this program around and I'm, I'm, I'm looking up 2017 NFL free agents right now. I'm looking at quarterbacks. Not I'm waiting either. for it. I'm waiting for it to load. But the first name on this list is the type of guy that they should try to get in all their power, and that's mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. Oh, okay. Who's okay. who's shown that he can lead a team. He led Washington to the playoffs. They're doing all right this year. Obviously, you have Dallas just exceeding everyone's expectations, but. But Washington's receivers and running game overall has not produced the way they should. There have been a lot of drop passes out there. And Kirk has been trying his best mm. to do things there. And still still doing something. And, you know, he'd be definitely a guy that they should try to go out and get. Really the next top free agent quarterback. Um I mean, there's Geno Smith, but he gets hurt all the time. Uh, uh, and then there's there's Case Keenum, who again, he obviously he's not the answer, but if you need him in order to eventually get Lamar Jackson out of Louisville the mm-hmm. following year in the draft, he's a step up from McCown. True. And, and it hasn't been all his fault this year either. Case. Oh, Keenum? Like, oh yeah. no, not at like, all. He's, not he's at had all. a lot of receiver issues, so yeah. So I don't I don't mind that. I, I would like to see him. Because you, you put you put him with a guy like Pryor and Barnridge, right. who's really, Barnridge has been nothing this year because no one's throwing him the ball, and he's a very good tight end. You got Crowell at the running back. Mm-hmm. You do have a solid defense. Uh, you got uh, oh the guy's name's escaping me. They're a really good um, corner. Who's um, um, Cleveland's offensive coordinator? Hayden. Oh, their offensive coordinator. Um, I would have to look that up. I don't know off the top of my head. But um, Joe Hayden, he's still with the. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Hayden's still, you know, like as far as on defense and everything like that. But I mean, they they got a lot of work to do. Bottom line, yeah. And good luck with all these draft picks that you have and will have. 
between doing some trades, trying to lure some type of free agent in. So someone with some more talent when you have, but with some experience, like Kirk Cousins, he has the playoff experience. Get him involved in there. Good leadership. Hung out with a whole lot of controversy in a bigger... I mean, the Washington market, as far as football, is bigger than Cleveland. Had to deal with a whole RG3 drama. Yeah, oh, that's that ironic. Good. I didn't even think of that. Because uh, he's, right. he's currently in Cleveland. Right, so maybe not. No, that, that <laughs> maybe one, not. Or that, they just cut RG3 too. Do you think that <laughs> happened? No. Do you think that RG3 won't make it back to the Browns next season? Well, I mean, he got hurt again. He hasn't been able to prove anything. Yeah. Why? I mean, it's a. I don't mean it to sound rude, but why pay a guy if he can't physically play? I mean, all the time. I mean, it's one thing if you the get hurt one year. The game is to stay on the field. Yeah, I mean, look at look at. Let's go back to the Steve Smith, who most likely next week will become the 14th player in NFL history with 1,000 receptions. Wow. Yeah, that that was. I like that stat tonight. Yeah, too. that was just, yeah. Because uh, he's, I think, 997 yep. now. So here's a guy. Who's one of the older receivers? Still moves around. Still is LA guy. Still super physical, like we've been saying for many, many years. Last year, he said it was going to be his last season. Was crushing it the first part of the season. Then he got hurt out for the rest of the season. He's like, "No, I'm not going out like that." Came back. I'm coming back for one more year. And he was hurt for part of this season. He was out for three or four games. Came back last week. Back tonight, got a touchdown. To actually had a very good game tonight overall. He, five catches, sixty yards, and a touchdown. The old man still mm-hmm. got it. Love it. <laughs> Put a couple of youngsters in his place this season. Who was it? The um, player that he got into? The guy. Everyone. Uh, everyone always. I can't, it's going to come to me. The young. But so you have that type of mindset, mm-hmm. then you can succeed. Keep going. RG three has not shown he has anywhere near this yeah. mindset. And he's half, he's like half Steve Smith's age. Right. Steve Smith is 60. <laughs> so, Old and Henri. Yeah, so we'll have to, we'll have to see what, what goes on with with Cleveland. Will they end up 0-16? Can Baltimore f- somehow win this division? It's completely it's possible, possible right yeah, now. Yeah, it's really um, possible. Can you look up real quick Baltimore's final um, six games yes. as well? Yes. Um, While you're looking that up too, okay. can we talk just a little bit about the about Justin Tucker and the opera singing tonight? Did you guys? <laughs> Justin Tucker's my favorite NFL player. Is he really? Period. Well, like now, because he he's always shown like whenever I've seen interviews with him, he just seems like. The coolest guy who is so grateful for the position he's in. Well, again, he has he, the longest active streak long, going right now. He, he is the... 50, 50. I mean, other than Vinatieri, just because if he's been around for so long between New England and Indy, Justin Tucker is probably the most popular kicker in his city in the NFL. Everyone knows Justin Tucker. Everyone knows what a, that kicker looks like. Which That's is re- a rarity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then we see tonight the dude's a freaking opera singer. Yeah. That's great. Where does he have it's, the time to rehearse? I know, and that just totally in the game too, because we we're talking about what kind of a sleeper it was. You know, all of a sudden it's like, and, and I'll be I, like, I love music, but I can say opera is not like my biggest thing. And I was just like, come on, you're not all- you're not blasting opera in your I'm car. Not. And I love all different kinds. I mean, I, but I, but I love Opera Man, Adam Sandler. So there I was like, go. this guy could do a whole like skit on Spring and Back Saturday Night Live. They could do a skit together. <laughs> but no, I was impressed. I was like, I never, 
Yeah, we just you, you want to talk about whenever he feels like living in the NFL. It's like, all right, you you got a little something set over there. I mean, you know, you'll you'll be performing here and there yeah. as as an opera singer, right? Uh, so Charity we'll, functions, yeah, everything. So what um, we got for Baltimore? Baltimore is scheduled. They play the um, the Cowboys on the twentieth. Loss. <laughs> then they play Cincinnati. That they could win. Um, Miami, that's, that's they could one win they that. Could that's win. a definite winner. New England, loss. Loss. Um, um, Philly. That's a toss-up. That's a toss-up. And then they come back against the Steelers, and they end the season against Cincinnati. So. I mean, to me, so they got seven more games. That's a possible, I mean, best-case scenario, five and two. But more than likely, I think four and three out of that. Five? You think that there's five? There, a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a reach for five. But more than likely, probably four and three, which would bring them to nine and seven, where with the way this division is playing, and that Playoffs. tie that Cincinnati's got them that's going to screw yeah. them over, nine and seven might give them the division. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, One and done. Now, do we have any any type of news and gossip for for this week outside of of, of this game? Had a couple of th- Let's well, see what we, we got. Gonna leave and then I was going to add. Got the new right, news thing. All right. Well, we were just talking a little bit. Obviously, huge week this week with the election, and we were talking about it's not not pro football. We were talking about how Nick Wait, Saban was online. Yeah. Um, somebody oh. may have voted. Maybe. Yeah, um, Nick Saban was saying how he didn't even realize it was election day, and he was focused on other things. So that was quite a controversy today in the in the media, you know. Um, but yeah, just basically saying he doesn't talk politics, and that started stirred some lot of talk on the sports shows today about about whether he really did, you know, know, and you know, and, and there was a question of what is that to say to. One of the guys asked, like, how as a coach is that to, to put that be a leadership role for your, you know, kids? And then being like, oh, I didn't even know it was the election when we're trying to get, get the youth to vote and get them to get out there and have a voice. So I think there's all types of ways to lead. But, um, you know, you kind of want to see the people that are in power positions not take a stance that, oh, I forgot yeah, that there was an election this week. Some more news. Um, Jay Cutler, he talked about his support for Donald Trump and him being happy. So um, we'll see how that goes for him in the locker room because there's yeah. been a lot of talk about yeah, the He's been very popular in the locker problem. room. Right. You know, so I don't know how that's going to go for him. But um, Romo's back in full practice for Dallas. Tony Romo. Don't put him in. <laughs> Prescott is not losing. <laughs> don't bench Dak. He's not expected think, to play on say, Sunday, not, yeah. but you know but everyone's he's, like he's, he's looking just about great. There. His arm is good, and, and this is more to more back. about because Dallas they kind of have a trap game this week against Pittsburgh because again with Baltimore winning tonight, Pittsburgh knows it's a must win. So if they pull it off mm-hmm. and say they beat Dallas, all of a sudden everyone's gonna be like, "Oh no, we're almost back." All right, let's put him in. Dak so, lost the game, a Dak game. <laughs> he lost one game. <laughs> Let's put him back. Oh, we need Romo's leadership. <laughs> and you know Jerry Jones is like, listen, we're headed for the Super Bowl. Maybe I want to see my guy Romo get a ring. He'll still get a ring from the bench. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. He wants to see him lead it. You know, be there on the field active. I, I just don't understand how, as an owner that is excited about your team's future and when now, you could encourage that switch off. 
but we'll have to see We've what seen this before in 2001 when Tom Brady replaced an injured Drew Bledsoe. And they won the freaking yeah, Super Bowl. They sure did. And all these years mm-hmm. later... It it could happen. There's Right now in the NFC, I'm, there's nobody really close to Dallas. No, Dallas is blowing everyone away. Yeah. Um, any other bits of news or anything? There is. So okay. The Seahawks defensive end, Cassis Marsh, he's apparently a big fan of this card game, Magic the Gathering card collection. Very popular in the 90s. And so, yeah, it <laughs> came out in 93. And so he's been playing this game since he was 12. And apparently he left his whole collection in his Land Rover that his girlfriend was driving. Someone broke in the car and stole it. So he's calling on all of his 12s, if you're one of his 12s, <laughs> Please return it. It means a lot to him emotionally, and it's also worth about $25,000. And he'll give you tickets to the game. So, there you go. (laughs) I have a few few questions. One, why do you have $25,000 worth of a game in your car? Um, That's question one. Question two. Comforting? You know, that might be a sense of security. He wants it with him. Question two, why would you loan your car, whether it's to a significant other or a friend or whatever, while it has $25,000 yeah. worth of stuff in the car? Number three, yeah. why do you have a Land Rover? Those cars are terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, um, listen, I am thinking that maybe there was some tor- sort of attachment issue going on there that, you know, it might have been like his good luck charm. Maybe moved with him. Maybe she picked him up from the airport when they came back from a game and he didn't realize it was still in there. There's all types of reasons why. I'm sure him and Russell Wilson have a blast in it, like, you know, in the locker room. It, it, it could be a plain game. You know, he might opt out of the gambling and this is how he expresses himself on those private flights. Right. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, it, I it, it, am it, trying. It ain't working. But good try. Um... Let's let's look at a few of the a few of the games uh, this weekend. Uh, maybe some fantasy players to watch. I did great on my fantasy predictions last week. I said Mark Ingram, who had a monster game. I had Sterling Shepard, who had a good game, and I said Jeremy Hill, who had a good game. I felt really smart. I did say Buffalo would beat Seattle, and they were close. They were really close. I, I, al- I almost, yeah, I almost really had a clean sad. sweep of my predictions last week. If only it paid off in DraftKings. Did you do the DraftKings last weekend? It um, was just me and Mike. Okay, it was just I, was just me and Mike. I didn't it was think just, I got one, right? Yeah, like, and it was just Michael me and Mike. said to let everyone know that Uh-oh. he is killing Josh. And don't listen to any of Josh's fantasy advice because he's losing. My fantasy, so- the advice I give for specific players has been accurate. <laughs> It's just I, my team as a whole and DraftKings hasn't done I wasn't even here to be able to brag the, day, the week after you made me do it that I actually beat you too. We don't have to talk about that. Though. I would like to bring that, that up. That was so two weeks ago. <laughs> While we're on this subject, I had to just All right, it. well, let me give a few players to look out for this week. Um, a guy who's been really quiet for a while this year, and I think he's going to have a big play and actually have kind of a bounce back game, is uh, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, um, we were just talking about Washington and their receiving core, and right, no, not like haven't been what they should be. Right. Crowder's really stepped up, but Jackson's really taking a step back. Playing against Minnesota, which we're watching the collapse happen before our very yeah, eyes. I can see Deshaun having like a long, like 40, 50 yard touchdown catch. He's due for game. it. He, exactly, he's due. 
Um, another one I had, um, Todd Gurley this week. Please. When yeah. he, well, that Please. team as a whole needs it. Please. They're, yes. playing, they're playing the Jets, who are not good. Yeah. I think Gurley can have a really big game against them. I was at that last game, and it was kind of painful because they could have done it. They, they really, really could have. They should have yeah. beat yeah. Carolina. Yeah. They should have. Yep. Um, Once again, no Jeff Goff. Just want to point that out. No Jared Goff. Yeah. 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 Jeff? Jared. Oh, Jared. Jared. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Jeff Fisher. That's that the yeah, coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah. Inglewood um, will lose him, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I hope. So the Sunday night game: uh, Patriots, Seahawks, Julian Edelman, because Sherman mm. is going to be busy trying to stop Gronk, and that's going to leave Edelman for lots of short passes. If you're in a PPR league, make sure you start Edelman this week. I think he's going to have some like eight or nine catches. Um, Maybe maybe not a touchdown, but say like eight nine catches seventy something yards. That's sixteen fantasy points, points. right there. Um, and then also Bibbs, the I he's so new I don't remember his first name. The running back for Denver now. Um, C.J. Anderson's out. Booker's numbers have been dropping. Bibbs also had a huge sixty nine yard run last week. They're playing the Saints, who have one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. Ah, okay. I think Bibbs could have a breakout game, and all of a sudden, everyone in fantasy is like, who's this guy? <laughs> I need to pick this guy up. And also upset, Jacksonville Jaguars will beat the Houston Texans. Really? Um, just because that division is almost as big of a mess as the AFC North. <laughs> this will just put a giant wrench in it, too. Jacksonville at home against Houston. If Jacksonville loses, their season's officially done. Houston, they're five and three. Should be a team that's better than that. Offense has not been producing. Mm-hmm. I think right. Jacksonville's going to win that game. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then, quick look into our game that we'll be breaking down here next week, where we have what we think on paper is going to be like a thousand point game. Uh, the Carolina Panther, Panthers hosting. The New Orleans Saints. Obviously, these are picks that are happening now before the games that happen this Sunday, so we can't predict any type of injuries or anything like that. But this might be, other than the very first game of the season, which was the Super Bowl rematch between Carolina and Denver, this might be the best Thursday night matchup that we'll have. We're hoping that we get like a little right. thrilling we, one, some good stuff to talk one. about. We yeah. need one badly. And I, because Carolina trying to crawl their way back. New Orleans started terribly and have worked their way back. Both of them are chasing Atlanta. And so both of them, it's going to be a must-win game, especially in division. So they're, I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm thinking something along the lines of literally like like a 39-35 oh, like wow, huge score. High scoring. Okay. Very high-scoring game. Um, and I'm trying to th- I think I might say New Orleans wins that game. That's who I was going to go with. I am undecided, but um, we already talked about the election. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think that Cam is due for a breakout game, mm-hmm. so I, it feels like a team like New Orleans would be a good place for him to have it. But, <laughs> but I don't see it happening, but I also don't see New Orleans winning, so I don't know. I'm undecided. Uh, currently on ESPN.com, 52.2% um, of people say New Orleans will win that game, so obviously a very close pick yeah. there. Oh, okay. 
Sounds uh, familiar. There's yeah. a lot of that going Oof. on. Yeah. <laughs> and and nearly half a percent are saying a tie. It just, but because oh, it's just going the way the season's ties. been. We've it's had two ties, ties this year. in the NFL are un-American. Or un- okay. <laughs> Unfootball like. Well, one of the one of the ties yeah, happened in London. One of the ties yeah, happened right. in London. So that's what happened that point? <laughs> I, but it's still an American game. That's American. I don't think that there should be ties in football. I'm sorry. It doesn't make sense. I to totally me. agree with you. I, yeah, I say no more ties. I don't want any. I don't want a tie. Because I don't uh-huh. even understand what you do with the like. I get it, but I feel that's way too complicated um, for the stats at the end of the year. It just it makes things all yeah. ugly and messy. Play to the end. Agree. I, I agree as well. So with that, we're gonna wrap <laughs> wrap up this week. If let us know what you think of NFL ties, <laughs> as well as any other comments you like, please leave them in the YouTube page, or you can talk to us on various forms of social media. JJ, how can people reach out to you? Hey guys, you can follow me at JJ Jurgens on Twitter and JJ Jurgens on Instagram. You can follow me, Jill Monroe, at Stiletto Jill, and make sure you check out JacksonStilettoJill.com for your sports and pop culture gossip. And if you want to talk wrestling with me, follow me on Twitter at Real Rosenberg. One day I'll have a Josh Sheriff Twitter. And uh, for all your other AfterBuzz TV news and gossip, follow them on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. For JJ Jurgens and Joe Monroe, I'm Josh Sheriff. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 